of the great Neil Peart, Rush's former drummer who passed away sadly last month. Give it up for Neil Peart. Good morning and thank you for joining me on another episode of Paranormally Speaking. This is episode two of season two. Yes, this is the second season, 2020. I launched this podcast back in February of 2019 and I have a dedicated audience. Thank you both. Jokes aside, of course, I have a lot to cover today. The hat man phenomenon, which is equal to, if not worse than, uh, shadow beings and shadow people, interdimensional travelers, either from an alternate universe, a world far away, or from a hell dimension. It's hard to tell. A few personal accounts from people that I've talked to throughout the years, and plus uh, from the project The Hat Man. Uh, one story shared with me about a hat man. Uh, it was from a close friend who has served in uh, Desert Storm and had experienced encounters with a hat man from a very early age. And he's close to my age currently. I'm 45 and he's right around that. So he told me about a uh, long trench coat wearing man with uh, like a big long brim hat, uh, almost like a, a really... Fancy fedora, zoot suit fedora type hat. Uh, not quite a bowler cap, but he is very reminiscent of maybe an Amish man without the beard from the 1800s. Uh, possibly the old man from Poltergeist 2 who shows up at the farm and tries to take Carol Ann. Uh, he's able to make the features out of this man's face, though. Uh, the hat man... Not too many people are lucky enough or unfortunate enough to see the features and contours of his face. Uh, just more of a shadowy outline because he hides in the dark. Uh, however, my friend who shared his first-hand accounts with me uh, has described his face in great detail. I've, I've done a, an artistic representation of what the man looks like, you know, what the hat man looks like. Pretty convincing, pretty creepy stuff. It's almost as if the being is a harbinger of sorrow, much like the Mothman. Shows up when bad things are about to happen or when there's about to be a death. And the family, a lot like a banshee for Irish and Scottish folklore. Uh, but that's what I'm going to be covering today, along with scientists coming out in the open and talking about a strange repeating signal that's showing up every 14 days and from deep space over 500 million light years away. And it's showing up on our radar, and it's sending us a signal, some kind of a bounce back from whatever frequency these beings are using. Uh, it has been confirmed by the United States Navy and the Marines that there are, in fact, beings or vessels that they've been tracking and following and unable to keep up with because of the defying the laws of physics that we know of as humans. Uh, these things are flying around out there, not sure where they're from, what they want, or uh, where they're going when they fly away. And of course, NASA's always cutting the live feed when they're doing the space station showings and 
displaying that for the public to watch, and then you see something freaky fly past the screen to our planet, and then they cut it off and say it was a disruption from solar flares or whatnot, but you know darn well it was an unidentified flying object, not of Earth origin. So I'll be covering those things today and also reading positive messages people have sent me and some hate mail. That's always fun. Enjoy the show. Investigating the link between the Shadow Man phenomena and the terrifying Hat Man visitations. If the countless online accounts of paranormal investigators have taught us anything, it's that there's no shortage of terrifying supernatural entities to fear. With the internet's recent obsession with black-eyed kids and the shadow people visitations, you might not notice another paranormal phenomena that's quickly becoming part of the paranormal pulp culture consciousness. The Hat Man. Shadow men weren't really thrown into the paranormal spotlight till around 2001, and that was all thanks to the world's most prolific paranormal radio personality, Art Bell. Anyone unfamiliar with Art Bell, firstly, should be ashamed of themselves, and secondly, should go listen to every episode of Coast to Coast AM that you can get your hands on. I appeared on their program back in 2004, and that was a long time ago, but... You might be able to find that in their archives. But but on top of that, there are plenty of authors, bloggers, and investigators who would love to take credit for uncovering the mysterious Shadow Man phenomena. But their first real public mention goes back to April 12, 2001, when Art interviewed Thunderstrike's First Nation elder teacher and co-founder of the Deer Tribe Metis Medicine Society. During that episode, the pair talked at length about the topic of shadow people and even encouraged listeners to send their own drawings of the terrifying phenomenon. As it turns out, way more people than anyone could have anticipated were experiencing these frightening encounters. Over the years, these they've uh, there've been plenty of debates about whether or not these shadow people are good or evil with many landing on both sides of the fence. Dead Files resident uh, physical medium Amy Allen has spoken quite publicly about her belief that shadow people are interdimensional entities that fall on the side of evil time and time again. Since the fateful episode of Coast to Coast AM aired, there have been countless stories, photos, and videos of shadow people uploaded. But what most people don't know is that while many were being tormented by shadow people, a select group were experiencing something similar, but just a little bit different. The Hat Man Syndrome. The Hat Man appears much in the same way that shadow people do, but unlike the phenomena that was made popular by Art Bell and Thunderstrikes, the Hat Man encounters bear a few striking differences that set it apart. When he appears, often during the night, the hat man is always seen wearing a wide-brimmed hat, and though most people are unable to make out any distinct facial features, he is usually described as a solid black mass. Witnesses are often unable to describe the hat man's lower body, as if he seems to float silently above the ground. One witness said, I saw a tall human-like figure, 
that figure looked like a man. The man was had no distinguishable features whatsoever. I could see no eyes, no nose or mouth, only blackness. He looked like a shadow, only darker, much darker. He had a very wide-brimmed hat and a long trench coat that flowed as if as he moved, and he stood there for what seemed like an eternity. He then moved very slowly and without sound back into the hallway, just out of view. Tim Brown says from his writing of the man, the, the uh, Hat Man Project. The phenomena seems to center around basements and, according to the experiencers, appears to manifest in situations of intense negativity and family dysfunction. In fact, many times, if one person in a household has started experiencing visits by the Hat Man, it's almost guaranteed that another family member will begin seeing the strange shadow man soon afterwards. Many who report experiences with the hat man believe that the entity has been present with them since their childhood. I myself have a very vivid and long run-in with what I can describe as a hat man. As for my mem- far as my memories go, I would also spot him in the same long hallway in my basement, usually paying me no attention whatsoever. I continued to have these harmless encounters for a year before he disappeared altogether, um, said one person from the Hatman Project in their retelling. All of a sudden, this black two-dimensional being appeared. It just walked right through the door. I was paralyzed with fear. I sat there looking at it and hoping it would not notice me because I was in a dark area. It stood for a moment, and I could see the very detailed contours of its form. It wore a derby, carried a briefcase and a cane, and it appeared to be dressed like someone on a business trip or maybe a traveler. At first glance, it's easy to want to clump the hat man into the same category as shadow people. But once you do enough research, you quickly discover just how many people are having their own truly unique experiences with this strange entity, to the point where there's no doubt that the hat man is a separate phenomenon altogether. Thanks to the internet age, Stories about people's paranormal experiences get passed around like wildfire, and it's easy to pass them off as being hoaxes or exaggerations, but I think many of us would agree that there has to be something strange happening if thousands of people are experiencing the same thing. We don't know exactly who the hat man is or what he wants, but one thing for certain is if you see him, you might want to start examining your relationships with the people in your house. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the internet. Black-eyed children, 
or black-eyed kids are a contemporary legend of supposed paranormal creatures that resemble children between the ages of 6 and 16 with pale skin and black eyes who are reportedly seen hitchhiking or panhandling or are encountered on doorsteps of residential homes. While tabloid coverage of these creatures has claimed that the tales of the black-eyed children have existed in modern lore since the 1980s, most sources indicate that the legend originated from the 1996 posting written by Texas reporter Brian Bethel on a ghost-related mailing list relating two alleged encounters with black-eyed kids. Bethel describes encountering two such children in Albadine, Texas in 1996 and claims that a second person had a similar unrelated encounter in Portland, Oregon. Bethel's stories have become regarded as classic examples of creepypasta and gained such popularity that he published a FAQ just to keep up with the demand for more info about the new urban legend. In 2012, Brian Bethel told his story on reality TV series Monsters and Mysteries in America. He wrote a follow-up article for the Abilene Reporter News, describing his experience and maintaining his belief that it is legitimate. In 2012, the horror film Black Eyed Kids was produced with Kickstarter funding, its director commenting that the creepy children were an urban legend that's been floating around on the internet for years now. I always thought it was fascinating. A 2013 episode of MSN's Weekly Strange that featured reports of black-eyed children is thought to have helped spread the legend on the internet. During one week in September of 2014, the British tabloid Daily Star ran three sensationalistic front-page stories about alleged sightings of black-eyed children connected to the sale of a supposedly haunted pub in Staffordshire, the paper claimed a shock rise in sightings around the world. Alleged sightings are taken seriously by ghost hunters, some of whom believe black-eyed children to be extraterrestrials, vampires, or ghosts. Science writer Sharon A. Hill was unable to find any documentation of black-eyed child encounters, concluding that the tales are passed on as friends of a friend of a friend type ghost stories. Hill considers the legend to resemble typical spooky folklore stories, such as, uh, such as the phantom black dog, where the subject is not supernatural, and there, are, there may never have been an actual or, or original encounter. Snopes lists this phenomenon as being legend. Now, it's entirely up to you what the black-eyed children or the children with these sunken-in eye holes, whatever you prefer to call them, might be. Fact, fiction, legend, lore, no matter how you slice it, it's a lot of fun to discuss because first and foremost, it's creepy as hell. There's a tire shop that rests on the outskirts of West 50, Western Avenue in Chillicothe, Ohio. It's the Western Business District. There's an excessive amount of paranormal activity. There have been stories of people seeing phantom Shawnee warriors riding horseback. 
a ghostly girl and boy have been seen at this location by several eyewitnesses and the sounds of footsteps, voices, and doors slamming, tires falling on their own or rolling off a rack without anyone around them have been reported. A story that was shared with me made the hair of my arms stand at attention. This encounter occurred about, at this point, nine years ago. A customer arrived after business hours with the intentions to drop off his vehicle for repairs. He parked near the front of the building and waited for his ride to pick him up. He was surveying the area and noticed that a decorative item inside the shop was moving in a circular motion. He thought to himself, perhaps someone is here. I could just leave my keys with them instead of the drop box. He walked to the front door, but soon realized it was locked. There were no lights on in the shop, and he didn't see anyone moving around in the back. Puzzled, he returned to his vehicle and continued to wait for his ride. A few minutes followed after he returned to his vehicle, and the decorative item that was inside the showroom began to spin again, and the bathroom light was turning on and off repeatedly. He was growing annoyed with the situation and decided to go back and see if anyone was hiding from him. He was planning to knock on the front door until whoever was playing this prank decided to stop. Much to his surprise, there on the floor of the showroom sat a small boy. According to his description, the boy was dressed in what looked like garb of a modern Amish kid. A small boy with a bowl-cut hairdo. He was wearing suspenders and an old-world button-down shirt. The boy's pants were dark gray. Everything about what this man was seeing rattled his nerves to the bone. The small boy appeared to be sitting on his legs, crossed over. The boy just sat there, staring at this display as it spiraled. The lights continued to go off and on as this boy remained motionless. The customer couldn't fathom what he was seeing. Where did this boy come from? Where are his parents? Were just some of the questions running through his mind during this encounter. He proceeded to step back away from the window without what felt like a second. The lights were off and the boy disappeared. The boy then instantly reappeared face to face with this frightened man. The way this man described the look of the boy left me speechless. In his words, he said, the boy showed his face to me. He went from sitting on the floor to standing at the window in a mere nanosecond. His mouth was gaping open, and his eyes, oh my God, his eyes, there were no eyes, only black, sunken sockets. He looked miserable. Upon having the life scared out of him, the customer ran from the window, got in his vehicle, and drove straight home. It would be three years after that point before he returned to this business. He later tracked me down at my day job and relayed this story to me. Now today, as I mentioned, we're going to be discussing the phenomenon of black-eyed children or children appearing with sunken sockets for eyes, total blackness, nothing. They're physical beings, but their eyes are black or it's just an empty socket. What is this anomaly? What is this phenomenon? Is it paranormal, supernatural, demonic? All three of those things relate to one another. But are these black-eyed children from our world, an alternate dimension, a hell dimension, the future, the past? Or is it something projected from our own subconscious? I'll dive deeper into this 
after we return from this message. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. A mysterious deep space radio burst is sending signals to Earth every 16 days. The object in a galaxy 500 million light years away is confusing scientists with its signals. It appears to be transmitting signals that reach Earth in a repeating 16-day pattern, but researchers have no idea why. According to a recent study, this marks the first time astronomers have detected a reliable pattern in these signals, known as fast radio bursts or FRBs, of course. It's an important step in figuring out where the bursts are originating from. Before now, such pulses appeared to be random in timing. That changed when the Canadian Hydrogen Intensity Mapping Experiment Fast Radio Burst Project discovered a repeating pattern. The recently detected FRB, known as FRB 180916.J, 0158 plus 65 sends out bursts that last for four days before stopping for 12 days and then repeating. The first 28 cycles were observed between September 2018 and October 2019 using the Chime Radio Telescope in British Columbia. We conclude that this is the first detected periodic of any kind in the FRB source. The study's authors said the discovery of a 16.35 day periodic is a repeating FRB source is a very important clue to the nature of this object. Scientists recently pinpointed the specific FRB to a spiral galaxy known as SDSS J0158.00.28 plus 654.23.0. Located half a billion light years from Earth, making it the closest FRB ever detected. Researchers hope that tracing the burst's origin will help them to determine the cause of it. The first FRB was spotted in 2007, and the signals have mystified scientists ever since. They only last for a thousand of a second, perhaps, making them difficult to study at that small increment. Hundreds have been spotted, but only a handful have ever repeated themselves, and they seem to come from locations all over the universe. While the cause of the repeating pattern is still unknown, researchers said that FRB could be orbiting a black hole-like object, flashing its signal at a specific point in its orbital period. According to another study looking at the same data, the pattern could be consisting with what of a binary star system containing a massive star and a dense neutron star. The neutron star could be emitting these bursts, which are sometimes hidden by winds caused by its massive friend. First radio bursts, the fast ones exceedingly bright given their short duration and origin at great distances, and they've yet haven't identified a possible natural source with any confidence. A.V. Loeb, 
a Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysicist Theories, Theorists said in a press release back in 2017, there is one source most scientists have generally, generally ruled out, aliens. But discovering more repeating FRBs may be the only way to know for sure. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have this week. Hope you had a really good time listening to short stories about uh, shadow beings, shadow people, the man in the hat, and signals from deep space. Next week, we'll have more time to cover more subjects and more ridiculous and out-of-this-world information. Just bear with me and continue listening. You never know what you're going to hear, what you'll like, what you'll hate, or what you'll return to hear again. Thank you so much for your undivided attention. Have a great weekend.